Hey everyone, welcome back to Chronicles of an A-Level Economics Student. In today's episode, I'm going to be partnering up with Triple Connect. So Triple Connect is a completely free online platform used for students to basically connect and revise together. So Triple Connect will provide you with free online lessons and lessons encouraging you to write your personal statements and CVs. If you want to know more about Triple Connect, go visit their website at tripleconnect.co. That's tripleconnect.co. In today's episode, I'm going to be covering what I find the most difficult topic in the whole macroeconomic module this year, which is inflation. So hopefully this episode is not only useful to you, but helpful for me because I'm finding this topic so difficult to get my head wrapped around that hopefully explaining it to you will help me understand it further. As after all, we're in this journey together and you're joining me on my journey. Okay, so let's get right into the economics. There's lots to cover, so let's just get right into it. So what is inflation? Inflation is the sustained rise in the general price level over time. So basically, this means that the cost of living increases and the purchasing power of money decreases. So this is basically when you have lots of money, but it's not worth as much. Money is worthless in essence. So now I'm going to tell you about deflation and disinflation. Now, there is a difference. So do listen carefully. Now, this is where I get myself muddled so you don't make the same mistake. So let's start off with deflation. So deflation is the opposite. So where the average price level in the economy falls and there is a negative inflation rate and disinflation is the falling rate of inflation. So this is when the average price level is still rising, but at a slower extent. So basically, this means goods and services are relatively cheaper now than like rather a year ago. And the purchasing power of money has, in fact, increased. Okay, so instead of me just throwing loads of definitions at you, I'm going to use those three definitions and put them in a worked example. So hopefully you can understand it better. So... For example, there's a 4% increase in the price level between 2014 and 2015. This would be inflation. Then there's a change from 4% to 2%. This is still inflation, but there has been disinflation where the price has now slowed. Then if the change in price level is now minus 3%, that means there has been deflation. Okay, so now that you know all three definitions, you now need to know how you calculate inflation rate in the UK. So this is done by using CPI. CPI stands for Consumer Price Index. So it measures household purchasing power with the Family Expenditure Survey. So basically, this survey finds out what consumers spend their income on. So from this, a basket of goods is created. So the goods are weighted according to how much income is spent on each item. So for example, petrol has a higher weighting than tea. Each year, this basket is updated to account for changes in spending patterns. So when I think of this basket of goods, in my head, I just think of the actual items in the basket. So you know that a car is heavier than a beanbag, for example. So then you automatically know that they have a higher weighting for that specific good. Okay, so you need to know this fact for all inflation questions. So do listen carefully. 
In the UK, it is a government macroeconomic objective for inflation to be at 2% or higher or minus 1%. So this is basically to maintain price stability. But just remember 2% because that's the one that they usually use. And you must be wondering, who sets this? Who has who makes this decision for it to be 2%? They can't just pull a number out of thin air. Well, the Bank of England has a panel of people who vote on whether the interest rate should be increased, say the same, or to be lowered. Now, um, the panel is usually made up of um, economists, and the governor of the Bank of England is called Andrew Bailey. Now, you may be thinking, oh, I don't need to know all this. But to be honest, when you know all this contextual knowledge, it does put this theory into perspective. And it does gain you points for those 15 markers or 20 markers. So do listen carefully. And lastly, I'm just going to finish off on the key points when answering an exam question on CPI. So you need to remember, there's a survey used, weighted basket of goods, measures average price change of the goods and they are updated annually and that would get you those four points you'll completely understand cpi and know how to use them in a question as usual i'm very open to requests on topics and content just dm me on instagram at a level economics chronicles Thank you once again to Triple Connect and thank you once again for continuing to join me on my journey.